You're listening to The Impulse Project, featuring music from the demo scene and the tracking community. To the Impulse Project, music from the demo scene and the tracking community. We are your hosts. I'm Brian, and this lovely young man is Ed. Oh, shucks. Thanks. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and uh, we're a little bit overdue for an episode. I think it's been uh, a little bit, a little bit prolonged due to uh, some outside uh, interferences. But uh, we're back, and this is episode 18. We have some really awesome tracks to play. I'm excited. I think we have a, a nice little selection here. Yeah, I feel like it's been forever, and I'm glad that we had this time to kind of build up a good collection of tracks to play. You know, I uh, we just did a show together, actually, for my podcast, uh, Pixel Tunes Radio, where we talked about right. um, Taito Arcade Games. So if you haven't checked that out and you like video game music, go check that out. You know, my co-host from that show uh, went off and got married, so I kind of had to pull together two shows all by myself, and I think I got <laughs> I got a little podcast burnout, I think, and I was like, I'm just going to lay low for a little while and right. wait till it sounds like a good idea again. So that, that kind of explains our little lack of yeah. podcasting for the past few weeks. <laughs> well, I, you know, this podcast, uh, you know, I think we've said it before, too, you know, there might be a period where we uh, have to take a little bit of a, a break or something, but this... I, as far as I'm concerned, it's never going to die. We're always going to, uh, you know, get right back into it and, you know, just continue where we left off. So Yeah, we would definitely announce it if, God forbid, we ever dissolved the show. You know, we wouldn't just disappear into the ether. Yeah, it would just become like a, a, a music playlist, I think, at some point. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the track that brought us in was called Arpy Sunday, and it was composed by a uh, kind of fairly recent tracker musician by the name of Sashio. And uh, I thought this track was pretty fun. I heard it in the car, and uh, it just, it's so fun. It's almost kind of like a like a childish kind of song. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, I just really, I just, I really loved it. And I was like, ah, you should put this in the show. I felt like, you know, if they had uh, written an alternative soundtrack for like a Kirby game on the Game Boy Advance, this would be it, you know? It had that very kind of Game Boy-ish feel <laughs> with right. those kind of noisy-ish drums in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, just very, like, totally RP. I, I think RP Sunday really kind of 
uh, fits the description of the song really well because it's very laid back. Right. It's, it's mostly arpeggios, and it just it's like a feel good kind of summery kind of song. It was really nice to to, to chill out to. Yeah, and uh, you know the the thing when I when I saw the title actually because I was kind of going through some of his uh, modules, I saw the title and I was like, oh man, this is gonna be like some arpeggio like extreme like overkill kind of yeah. track. And then uh, I listened to it. And, you know, it's really just the uh the melody line and and it's only you know it's not a constant arpeggio it's you know just when the note plays and then you know he'll do other effects kind of bending up uh, like the portamento into the arpeggio and then uh you know kind of give it a break and stuff and i think that's pretty cool it's a cool little uh effect and pretty well designed i think very tastefully done yeah so this track was released in 2013 and uh, Sashio's real name is Odin Sashio. And uh, like I said, he's a fairly recent tracker musician. He's been doing stuff on like uh, Renoise and uh, Cubase and uh, Pro Tools and stuff like that beforehand. But he just started with Milky Tracker in 2008. So he's fairly, well, I guess it's not super recent anymore. It's <laughs> eight years yeah, ago. You're dating yourself, man. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, he released his track in 2013. I thought it was awesome. It's a six channel XM file. And he uh, has just a ton of other stuff. So, if you go to his SoundCloud, he'll release some uh, different, you know, kind of uh, like mixes that he's done. Uh, he has a Bandcamp page that you can check out. Uh, we'll put all these links in the show notes. You can download his entire backlog of tunes, so like everything he's done. Oh, nice! And uh, I downloaded the. Uh, it's all one zip file, and uh, there's over like a hundred. I think it was like 109 tracks Holy or something cow. like that. Yeah. Um, actually, it's funny because I this was on my hard drive, and I I don't remember downloading it ever, but. Uh, I came across it and I was like, oh, let me just kind of go through this. And that's that's how I ended up with this track. Pretty cool. Yeah, but he also has an album of chip tunes that he released on his Bandcamp webpage, which is Sashio. That's S-A-C-I-O dot Bandcamp dot com. And uh, it's kind of pay what you want. So you can get this um, 12 track album for 10 cents if you want or 20 bucks you know it's up to you awesome well it's always nice to be able to throw these guys a few dollars if you enjoy their stuff because you know they do this work for free nobody's paying them to create this music so yeah it's really nice and you said before that it's a six channel uh xm file but i believe only five channels were ever used i didn't see that sixth channel used for anything right i think he just has it in there and maybe he intended on using it but uh, you know I, I still count it in the in the group. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. It's just it's it's just sounds more impressive when you're only working with five instead of, uh, of six, and that kind uh, of you know that whole Game Boy Game Boy Advance thing even makes more sense now because those were five channel sound machines exactly. too. So yeah, it kind of works out. Anyways, so let's move on to uh, your next track. What do you got for us? My first track of the day is going to be called "I Died Defending the Mothership," and this is by Unexia. And it is a SID file. Let's give it a listen. Oh, 
And we're back. That little ditty was called I Died Defending the Mothership from Unexia. And that was an 8 kilobyte SID file using the 8580 chip. And uh, I love it because it's just this really cool kind of synth pop jam that I think he takes a break in the middle there to play some Missile Command on the 2600 and then... <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. You know, I was thinking like it breaks down and he... Uh, you can really get this uh, this kind of story aspect to it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like the, you know, the invaders are falling down and, you know, shooting up at him and he's missing and <laughs> they're destroying this base and I don't know. That, that was pretty cool. I was cracking up. Yeah, it kind of fills your head with a lot of these different visions and a lot of his songs. Actually, I kind of um, became kind of attracted to this guy's songs because of the titles of a lot of his tracks. He's got stuff like Ducks from Mars, uh, Miami Vice in Space was another one. <laughs> Monkey Strong, I Was Expecting a Dragon, and my favorite, 9,999 Enemy Ships and One Life Left. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. So he's got a good sense of humor, and yeah. he's got some talent to back up his, his goofy song titles, too. So, Yeah, um, so how'd you come across this? You know, the title, actually. Really I was just, just looking through some random stuff, and I was like, this sounds like it should be worth a listen. So, And I, and I listened to it and really enjoyed it. So, <laughs> No, that's awesome. It's a really fun track. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Unexia's real name is Anti Pitkabmaki, I believe. <laughs> He's Finnish, so I'm not sure. We, yeah. you know, I think we complain at least once per show about European right. names. Yeah. But this was released in 2007, came in 17th place at the C64 Music Competition at the Sid Compo 7. And uh, so Unexia means dreamer in Finnish, in case anybody was wondering. And, uh, you know, I think that name kind of fits with his song titles too because it's a very kind of like bizarre kind of dream like fantasy style stuff kind of yeah yeah exactly so uh you know he started off in 2005 and from 2005 to 2007 he released like half a dozen songs independently and then he joined up with the group Sven on acid in 2008 and he's mm. been with them ever since so in 2013 he stopped doing music for a little while and concentrated on doing some graphics. So he did graphics for like five or six different demos. And then in 2015, went back to music, and that's when he wrote that 9,999 Enemy Ships track. So hopefully he's back into music again, and he'll write a few more tracks, because I, I really like his stuff. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to enter any like competitions or anything, because um, coming back this, you know, 2015 just last year that's a big feat because a lot of these guys who have stuck with it for a long time and, and and continued to stay with it have developed new you know kind of styles or um kind of learn new tricks and there's new software out there and stuff so kind of jumping back in it after what like a two-year break i mean that's that's a significant time to to be away from a hobby you know yeah and uh then you know jump back into it i think that's that's pretty awesome. Like for me, if I if I stop doing you know software engineering for you know six months, I'll probably forget everything I knew. So <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> well, he when he released uh, that nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine enemy ships track, he did enter it into Zoo twenty fifteen, and he came in twenty first place in the C sixty four music compo there. So he is he's doing it competitively. So hopefully oh, cool. he'll he'll come out with some more tracks for some future compos. Awesome. All right, uh, you ready to move on? I would love to hear your next one, sir. All right. So the next track, uh, it, it kind of came to me because there was a some chatter on the uh, the Facebook page and uh, the group page, and 
um, I think I was talking with Martin Gustafsson, and he had mentioned something from uh, Looney, which was a composer I really liked. And so I kind of had Looney stuck in my head. And so uh, this next track is called Biohazard, and it's composed by Looney, and it was released in 1998.
All right, we're back. That was Biohazard, composed by Looney. And this is an eight-channel XM file, and he only uses seven, actually. But it's 545 kilobytes, and it was released in 1998. And uh, this track I love. It's one of my kind of go-to tracks. It's kind of got a little kind of cliche beginning part, but I still think it's really kind of eerie and, uh, and kind of dark. And then it goes right into this jazzy <laughs> kind of kind of dark jazz section. Yeah. It's all over the place. I, I like it. It's really good. I, I, I was surprised. It, you know, there's almost like three movements within the song. And I thought maybe that introductory part went on maybe a little too long. They probably He probably could have shortened it by about half, in, in my opinion, anyway. It goes on for about a minute. Yeah, I, I agree. And I was like, okay, this is plodding along a little bit. Like, it's not bad, but it's not really getting my goat. And then, uh, you know, as soon as as soon as that drop hits, and then it comes back in, and it's got it's got like that very almost kind of like New Jack Swing drum and bass line. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. With this very subtle kind of arpeggios in the background, and then he busts out with a flute solo, and that's just <laughs> the way to my heart. So I was like, oh my god, I'm sitting here listening to New Jack Swing plus flute. Okay, done, good, perfect. Uh, I was looking at your face, like we're you know chatting on Skype here, and look at your face, and you're just kind of you know you're have not really much expression you're just kind of absorbing in the beginning of the track and all of a sudden that second part kicks in and you just kind of like your eyes, <laughs> it's like what's what is like, going what on hell just happened <laughs> i just did not expect it at all <laughs> i know um i do like the uh c64 style samples that yeah. he's using um there's a lot of hubbard in there to me and uh i like that it's it's really ballsy to to kind of emulate that sound um but uh he does a he does a really good job and so uh like i was saying this uh came out in 1998 and it took 10th place in the veteran division of an online compo called music contest six there were there was a lot of really good um submissions for this compo but it doesn't look like they're continuing with it i mean the last one was you know this one music contest six in 1998 but there was nothing after that as far as i can tell the comp is kind of nice though because it was online only so you could have a very wide audience not just uh you know you know people from like all in sweden getting together in stockholm or you know in munich all in germany you know it's mm. really like anybody in the world could enter and be a part of this uh, this contest, and I think that's pretty awesome. Looney, though, uh, his real name is Ulf Liedberg, and he is a Swedish composer, and he's been a member of a few different groups. There was Analog, Deluxe, Digisonic, and Fairlight, and there was also a few others. But, you know, the funny thing, I thought that I would find some more information on this guy because, I, you know, he's kind of been in the back of my mind for a long time. He's a really uh, well-known composer. He's uh, uh, one, of, one of my favorites. Um, everybody's my favorite, but, uh, he, <laughs> he's, um, one of my, uh, you know, he's got to be in the top 20 or so. So I was like, okay, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of information on this guy. Man, I could not find anything. That's so funny. Yeah, I really couldn't. And, um, the earliest track I could find was, uh, from that he did was in 1997 and then nothing after 2002, except for this track that he did with one of the uh, Impulse Project group members, Martin Gustafsson, who I was talking about earlier, uh, they did a track called Cracked Nostalgia in 2013, 
and he posted that on the Facebook group, which has kind of got me thinking about. Oh, nice. Looney. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so according to, because I'd asked him, I said, like, what what is Looney doing now? And so according to Martin, he said that uh, you know he's still doing music, but he left you know tracking and moved over to kind of working on bluegrass and banjo kind of stuff now. That's so, a jump. Yeah, it's a big jump. But if you look at some of his um, his later tracked music, there is a lot of kind of bluegrass or um, maybe a little bit of Dixieland kind of style. Mm, that's cool. In there. Yeah, um, but his his earlier stuff, like I absolutely fell in love with when I was younger, and uh, this was a important track to me. Even though that first part is a little bit a little bit too long, like you said, it's still very catchy when it picks up. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the length is kind of, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, A, okay, it might turn you off because it's a little long, but B, because it's long, it just makes you expect that transition even less. So it's even more surprising when it picks up into kind of a different thing. As many times as I've heard this track over the years, you know, it'll kind of come on on random or I'll start playing it and I'll listen to the beginning. I still, to this day, forget that it's going to make that transition. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is this is cool. It's kind of good background. And then all of a sudden it just pops and I'm like, whoa, like totally forgot about that. And I've already heard this like a hundred times. So <laughs> anyways, uh, so that's Looney. Excellent. Yep. What do we got next? Next up is a track called <laughs> Golden Stream. And this one is from <laughs> Serpent. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, <clears throat> sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> it's a mod file and uh, let's, let's check the golden stream out. <laughs> sorry, that's, uh, that's hard to hold back. <laughs>
Welcome back, boys and girls. Hope you enjoyed the Golden Stream. That was a uh, Golden Stream from <laughs> Serpent. And uh, he was a member of Brainstorm at the time of writing that track. That was an 8-channel XM file, 202 kilobytes. And that was released uh, for Stream 06. Uh, that was the, the party that uh, he submitted it to. So that's kind of, I guess, where the uh, Golden Stream title came from. I, kind I of a see take it on now. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought the track was pretty good. It has a very um, movie ending feel. It's, it's, it's quite long, and it goes through several iterations, and it's very um, kind of heroic and uh, uh, just very rich. There's a lot of... Um, like the channels are all very full and yeah. and always doing something. There's not a lot of empty space. Uh, he's really keeping those notes held out, very long, sustained. Uh, thought it was really really cool track. How'd you come across this? I like the name as usual. I mean, I just do a lot <laughs> of browsing just for names that catch my eye. So I was like, this looks interesting. I wonder what this is going to be about. Um, <laughs> but what really <laughs> caught me, I guess. Uh, there's a lot of really good use of stereo panning in this track. Mm -hmm. For, I guess, the first maybe two-thirds of the song, uh, you've got all these arpeggios and the crazy drums and, and, and this melody going on, and it's definitely heroic. That word definitely came to my mind uh, when when I was listening to it, too. But there's this kind of arpeggiated little, almost like a flute or a high keyboard line. It's kind of like panning back and forth from left to right, kind of in the middle of everything. And it kind of helps you, I guess, center on on the song because it is it's kind of overwhelming if you're trying to listen to everything at once. Right. And right, that kind right. of that that stereo spacing, I think, really kind of helps your brain kind of process everything. And then you know, after the break where it goes into that second part, there's like those flute trills, and they kind of bounce back and forth between your ears too. I really like that. Yeah, yeah really it was like a really cool part. effect. So, you know, I just really think it all kind of came together. I think if those pieces weren't there, it would just sound like a big wall of sound, but uh, the stereo effects really kind of helped bring this together for me. Yeah, I wonder if he was thinking the same thing, you know, when he was composing. He was like, you know what, I really got to do something to uh, kind of put the put the listener's mind kind of at a, at a central location when I'm, when I'm, you know, creating this, this piece. It's, it's kind of curious to me because going in, like when, you, when you're composing and going in, I wonder if he had to consciously make that decision afterwards or if it was just kind of all part of the plan from the get-go. You know, it's one of those things that I, you'll never know unless we ask him. You know? Yeah, yeah, it would be really cool to, to, to find out. You know, one thing that I noticed too um, about this file is that there's only six samples being used. I was kind of impressed because it sounds like there's a lot more. Absolutely, yeah. And it almost sounds like it's a more than eight-channel song, too, which is it's so right. rich and full-sounding, mm -hmm. um, especially for only six instruments, because that means he's duplicating instruments in at least two channels if he's got all eight going. So it's it right. pretty cool. Uh, so his real name is, again, Finnish, Tuko Vare. We'll go with that. Um, sounds good to me. <laughs> he's, he's kind of a veteran of the scene. I mean, um, now he's a member of Brainstorm. Before that, he was a member of Cubernicus, uh, Desire, Nectarine, and Sauna Group. He started off in 2006, and he's still making tracker music today. Uh, his last release was only about a month ago of this, as of this recording. It came out in July of 2016. No kidding. Yeah, um, wow. He's got over 30 releases. He's got tracker music. He does streamed music. Um, he's got a SoundCloud. You can go check him out at Serpent BRS. And he's got a whole bunch of stuff from all different genres, uh, like I said, both streamed and tracker music. He even created the music for 
a demo which was an invitation to Buenzel 18, which ran on the Sony PSP system. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's got really a lot cool. of different stuff out there. Um, you know, music for for Windows, Amiga, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So he's, he gets around a lot, and uh, yeah. you know, his stuff. It's very. It's it's very Amiga scene, I think, in terms of oh, yeah. sound, but it also has kind of a unique spin on it in, in terms of its richness and those those stereo panning effects. So I think his music kind of stands out, um, which is why he gets a lot of notoriety from you know being in all these different groups. Yeah, I think his music has uh, a really grand feel to it. A lot of it, you know, I have uh, a folder on my hard drive with a, a lot of his stuff, but I think I'm pretty outdated at this point. I think my files on here are from like 2011 or something oh, so get to downloading man yeah i gotta get to, to picking up some more of his stuff and just kind of checking it out if you guys know some more recent stuff or you want to you know put some older stuff in the uh, facebook group please uh, go ahead and get us all caught up with um, some of this awesome music that serpent's putting out definitely all right well i'm ready for your next track uh my next track is my last track Wah. Yeah, um, but this is a good one. I'm really uh, excited to play this one. This is called Afternoon Voyage 2, and it's composed by Pink. Not a very long track, but uh, definitely a fun one. That was Afternoon Voyage 2, composed by Pink of the group Abyss. This is a four-channel mod file at 36K. I, I really liked it. I thought it's it's quirky. It's got uh, a really cool uh, crunchy. That bass is so cool. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it's clipping, but it's just it's going so high up um, in the positive amplitude and negative amplitude that's just causing this piercing sound that i love it's just so <laughs> it's so good it has a lot of uh, c64 style samples as well and i think that's what kind of gives it that uh, that edge i think but yeah uh, this this is a fun track and he's a really excellent composer so it was really uh it's about time we put some of his his stuff in the show yeah manfred lindner i mean he always kind of skirts that line between the classic and the new and this mm-hmm. is a great example of that you know that first Sample or that first arpeggio that comes in. To me, the the first thing that I thought of was when you put a quarter in the Street Fighter Two arcade <laughs> machine. It sounds exactly like it. Yeah, and then yeah. it continues throughout the song, and I'm like, so I'm just imagining like all these quarters like flying into the arcade machine while the song is playing. 
as I couldn't get the image out of my head. Right, there's a whole channel dedicated to like these crazy weird effects. Yeah. And uh, I think that that makes, I, I think it gives this track the character um, that makes it so special because um, you know, when I'm listening, if I mute that channel, it's kind of just like, eh, okay, it's, yeah. it's okay. You know, a nice little rhythm, but like adding that in, it just makes it so much more fun to listen to. For sure. And that last that last half where just it, the, the all the arps drop out and it's just the bass and the drums right. and you get those kind of like dubstepy sounds coming mm-hmm. like I was in heaven there, man. That was that was dope. Really awesome. Yeah, the the thing is like, you know, if you're uh, if you're listening to the podcast, we're we're gonna be uh, mixing everything about sixty five percent because the Amiga is hard pan left and hard pan right. And if you're listening, the first time I heard this was um, actually with headphones on, and uh, it was oh man, it, it was a while back. But I, I this was before I knew how to do like how to mix stereo sounds, mm. so it was so like jaunting to listen to like you know one, it gets confusing you literally get very, like ear confused it's it's a bizarre it's, kind of feeling exactly but uh that's how it was designed because this was part of an amiga music disc called disney that's d-i-z-n-e-e disneyland 8 released in 1995 and it contained music only by this artist it's pretty cool because uh, a bunch of these other uh discs would come out and it would contain multiple uh multiple different artists and you know just kind of different stuff here and there and then um abyss puts out this volume and they kind of just dedicate it to um just you know pink and what he's kind of done and and all the the new stuff that was coming out from him at that time and like you mentioned pink's uh real name is manfred linsner and uh he's a german composer and he was a member of abyss arise and pyrodex and he was active from 1992 until 1998 in the scene but then in 1999, he got into composing video game music for a company called Vicarious Visions, uh, mostly working on handheld stuff like Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and uh, some Game Boy Advance titles. And then he joined a developer which was created by former members of Abyss called Sheen N. And uh, they're a really kind of well-known company now, a developer for uh, doing stuff like Fast Racing Neo, uh, Iridian that was on the 3DS, I believe, Nano Assault, basically the whole series, uh, the Nano Stray series, and uh, just quite a few other games. Like they've been responsible for, uh, there's this other game called, like, I think it's called Perfect Balance that they did that was on the Wii, and a few other just, you know, kind of random titles. But they're a really kind of important, kind of indie developer, I guess, because they're, they're doing kind of these major. Uh, titles and they're a very small team, so I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and if you enjoy this track, go check out that that Fast Racing Neo soundtrack. Oh God, very so much in good. the same vein. It's just really good stuff. You know, the game is this kind of uh, almost like that old game Wipeout, where you're these uh, ships that kind of levitate and fly through these tracks, and it's all very futuristic looking. The music exactly. just kind of perfectly fits it. You can tell that you know he's obviously grown as a musician uh, from oh, yeah. now until then, but. He, the music and the feel are still the same feel that this track has. He's still kind of set in a style yeah. that uh, that he's continued. That yeah, he's continued since like you know the early '90s up until you know now, and that's that's really cool. Yeah, his his maybe his tools have changed, and he's kind of added you know a few different touches and stuff here and there. But um, he still kind of retains that that same quality. He's an excellent composer, and I, I really like that style he's got. 
Definitely. Anyways, uh, according to uh, Mod Archive on his profile there, he's got almost 250 tracks to his name. Uh, so he's been doing quite a lot of work, and I don't think that includes any of his game music. So I, I don't think there's any of it on there. I kind of scrolled through it, and uh, it's just all tracker stuff he's done over the years, and, wow. and it's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. He just cranks them out. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's time to move on to your last pick, which is our last track. Yes, and it's actually kind of a coincidence that your last pick um, was on a music disc dedicated to a composer because this one is too. Uh, a lot of you guys might be familiar with this track. It's called My Glamorous Life, and it's from Jester.
And we're back. That was my glamorous life. Rocket. That's a pretty epic track. <laughs> yeah, that was from the infamous Jester of Insanity. It was a four-channel mod file at 192 kilobytes. Uh, four channels, dude. Yeah. Ha, this dude does in four channels what most people would need <laughs> at least like eight channels to accomplish. Right, right. Man, you know, it's funny. I was I was looking, I was like, man, how many tracks have we played from Jester on the show so far? And I looked, we haven't played one yet. No. So this is the first one. Exactly. Oh man. Uh yeah, he's a he's an awesome he's an awesome composer, man. I, I really dig his stuff. It's so much it's got so much energy. Um it's a little this track is a little dancier than than what I typically listen to, but I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, he uh, in the in the notes inside the file talks about how much he loves disco and he wanted to make a disco track and this is like what he considers to be pure disco. So I think he I think he did it pretty well. Oh yeah, I uh, I was you know I'm looking at the notes right here, his instrument notes, and I swear to God, like I called it, like I knew, like when I first heard those chords, I was like, man, that's Moby right away. Like that yep. he's definitely using those samples. Like that's his, it's a very kind of like, uh, like almost like an ovation kind of chord. It's very like a grand hall chord. Like you're hearing it in a church. Yeah. And, uh, that's like a very kind of signature Moby, uh, kind of tell right there. And so I, when I first heard this track, I was actually listening to my car and I was like, Oh my God, dude, it's like, this guy totally ripped off Moby. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, he says in the notes here, he, he just borrowed them for, and it's one of his buddies. So that's, that's pretty cool. Luckily he had some permission to do so. Yeah. So he says all the, all, most of the samples are created by him himself, but then the chords and the bass were from, uh, Moby. So yeah. that's, that's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Even knowing that it's four channels and looking at the four channels in front of me, I'm still in my head saying, I hear at least five. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, where's <laughs> like, the other one hidden? Like, how come I can't see it on here? Yeah. And then, you know, you single out the different channels and he's just brilliantly swapping instruments in and out, like on the fly. And it sounds like they're overlapping when you've got all these channels going together. But in reality, he's just kind of just piecing them together like a jigsaw puzzle really well. Right. I think he's got really good samples, though, because... If you if you look at the uh, the actual patterns, they don't look cluttered. It doesn't look like it's just like this constant barrage of of note streams, and it's it's very much organized. and And there's a lot of kind of empty space because he's kind of playing off uh, of the different samples and as they're kind of going through their um, their sequence. And I think that's kind of a, a cool trait of uh, of this specific track. I don't you know I can't say I can't speak for everything he's composed because I don't have it in front of me right now, yeah, but yeah. Um, it, it's made this track kind of interesting for me to kind of watch through the tracker. I guess, uh, so Jester is best known for a track called Elysium, and it's mm -hmm. just been in tons of demos. Uh, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's one of those tracks that's kind of just ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's kind of like his claim to fame. This one, it kind of, I guess, comes in second place in a lot of uh, people's minds. Uh, it's it's my favorite of the two. Elysium is, is a little less dancey. It's a little more mellow, even though it's still kind of a, a rock and tune. But I just I really enjoyed this one. Right. I think those little rocket voice samples kind of really for some reason i love those it just it just gives a little bit of a voice yeah. to the to the song and you know makes it worthwhile i think i think when you hear voices um it, in a tasteful way it's it's pretty cool i think when it's overdone is when i kind of like map skip and yeah, i just yeah. like flip over it because there's there's some tracks that uh 
you know, people will write and they'll they'll have all these really just odd like voice samples that kind of it just sounds kind of gimmicky to me. And uh, having kind of like like I said, like a, this tasteful use where it's just it's it's quick, it's it's not overpowering, it's not overbearing. Uh, I do like that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And so um, paralleling what you were talking about with Pink's track, um, this was released on the Jester Day music disc that came out in April 1992, and that was put out by Insanity and basically featured a whole collection of Jester's music. So kind of almost the same thing that they did with with Pink. Yeah, uh, that's it was awesome. Just you know graphics that kind of went along with his with his songs and stuff. So it was it was pretty cool. So Jester's real name is Volker Tripp, and he is from Germany. And he's not really writing too much music nowadays. He actually got his law degree, and he is one of those guys that is kind of for the people, and he's trying to keep the internet open and free. And he's got his own website over at digitalgetchelshaft.de, and there is kind of his whole, kind of his manifesto, I guess you could say, for you know preventing government control of the internet, um, keeping it out of big corporations hands, you know, keeping it open so that the public can use it at will and not be throttled or, you know, stuff like a lot of the stuff that's like going on with SOPA in the United States is kind of the same deal. Like Germany's trying to kind of clamp down on it a little bit as well. So he's he's speaking out against that and he's he's basically became a lawyer in order to um, help keep the internet free in Germany. Damn, power to him. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Like, seriously, I have so much more respect points for that guy just after hearing that, because I didn't know, and like, that's that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm all about, you know, keeping it free, keeping the internet open for everyone, so that's awesome. Yeah, so both musically and in professionally, he's he's a good dude. Very cool. Yep. A- anyways, I think that, uh, that does it for this episode of Impulse Project. Uh, Want to throw him a bonus? Let's, yeah, let's let's throw let's throw a bonus. Let's in throw him a little bonus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so why don't we uh, why don't we end the show with um, Evoke just happened, right? And uh, there was a lot of really cool demos that came out of uh, uh, different competitions. The um, Pro Tracker Tracks Music Competition. Uh, there was a, a track that kind of stood out. It was first place, and it was called Boom Shot, and it was uh, composed by Aceman and Dreamweb of the group Huge Load. And uh, it's a pretty cool track. Does that have anything to do with Golden Stream? There's, maybe there's some ties. I don't know. <laughs> God, this show is getting more like raunchy as we, I as know, we go. I know, seriously. Anyways, if you want to know more about the show, you can find us online at impulseproject.info. We're also on Twitter at ImpulseCast. And we are also on Facebook. Yes, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash impulseproject. All you need to do is hit that button to ask to join. And you'll get approved, and you can share whatever you'd like. We've got tons of uh, composers there, fans of the show, people who just know way more about this stuff than we do sometimes. <laughs> right. um, and we all just hang out. There's there's new content almost every single day. It's a great place to hang out, learn about the demo scene, and uh, share your own knowledge with us as well. Yeah, it's a relaxed group. There's, uh, you know, if you <laughs> if you want to post something, awesome. If not, you know, comment on somebody else's. Just throw us a few likes. Yeah, throw us a few likes. <laughs> throw <laughs> some bones. Anyways, if you if you like the show, we urge you to uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That's always really cool. If you want to give us a million stars, you can only give us five. So, uh, you know, just do it twenty thousand times. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, the track taking us out is Boom Shot by Aceman and Dreamweb. Thank you so much for listening and see you in a few weeks. Peace out, guys.